Hello, and welcome back to another episode of That Which Does Not Kill Us. I'm your host, Sarah Arnold, and now we're going to go into the second part about emotional invalidation. And so I'm going to read another little snippet from this. Uh, it's like a subchapter, really. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and read another little blurb before I get into the bullet points, okay? Um, it says, Again, it is critical to remember that we all need validation. We are hardwired for it. As infants, we long for emotional attunement with our primary caregivers. As we grow, we look into our parents' eyes for loving affirmation and support. Moving into adulthood, still longing to be heard, appreciated, and validated, we need to feel and believe that our perceptions are normal. Sadly, many feel invalidated on a frequent basis many open up seeking validation only to experience rejection and simplistic platitudes so yeah that's not untrue um not untrue it's really parallel with the whole concept of like bids for connection it's the same thing and like i i think in a lot of relationships the beginning of the end can kind of go into, you know, bids for connection, being ignored, downplayed, dismissed, whatever, um, whatever word you want for that. And yeah, ask me how I know. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly where it started, but in the beginning. Anyhow, so here, we're going to get into the other three bullet points that are examples of emotional invalidation. And uh, here we go. People attribute motives to us that are inaccurate and crazy-making. People will tell us they know why we did something when this is not their right. This feels invasive and incredibly invalidating. Someone might say, you made that decision because you were mad at your boss. And now, this is another um, really eye-opening piece to read. And the reason why I say that is because of behavior that I am guilty of. Um, this actually goes back to one of the previous bullet points, um, and it maybe ties into it. The um, assuming they know what we are thinking and feeling. Um, to me, these two are like sisters or something to that effect because they are really synonymous. It's just... Um, how how it transpires out and if I were being completely transparent again I would say like this is something I know I'm guilty of this is something 100% with like like I know that I'm guilty of this and this is something that for whatever reason it only comes out in my most interpersonal relationships um, I don't know why this doesn't come up in professional relationships but it doesn't um, for whatever reason I seem like I am much better at being able to approach circumstances with a clear mind and empathy when it comes to people in a professional environment than when it does to a personal environment like um, so I guess that is somewhere where obviously I need to develop and grow um, I'm not really sure exactly how to do that, but I'm sure there is a way. 
and uh, finding that will obviously provide great relief and solutions. And so, like, that's another example of, uh, like, so, here, I'll use an example of that for myself, like, a personal example is, um, and it's actually pretty consistent, so yeah, this works. Um, one of the ways that I do that is to project the assumed motives onto any of my romantic counterparts and there's a lot of complex emotions that come to that but like the reality of the situation goes a little something like this um something that i felt pretty consistently not with everybody that i've been involved with but with a good majority of people that i have been involved with is that they don't actually care about who I am as a person, um, what they value and what they enjoy is how I love them, like how I treat them. And then basically like the fact that I, I have a, uh, a nice downstairs and a pretty face, you know what I'm saying? So essentially um, one of the things that I assume and project and have been for a really long time that I need to work on is assuming that uh, I'm not being valued as a legitimate person and instead only for my fucking pussy and my pretty face. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're a perfect trophy, bitch, you know, and how I treat them. So it's essentially somebody not loving me, but rather loving how I make them feel. And, um, yeah, I don't really know, like, I'm going to be real. Like, I don't really know how to move beyond that because I feel like to some degree, like, obviously, like there, I'm sure are circumstances where that is actually an accurate assessment. I'm sure there are circumstances where that is not an accurate assessment. And I think at the end of the day, what I really need to do is develop my discernment abilities so I can really have a firm grasp on where the difference lies um yeah I think part of that um stems from trust and then at the same time like establishing trust slowly over time um rather than you know what I mean jumping right into you know something that's um I guess more serious for lack of a better term, you know, and jumping in and making those assumptions. Um, yeah, but, um, yeah, that's pretty synonymous with quite a few of my romantic pairings to include, but not limited to my marriage. The second one, not the first. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's definitely thought provoking to read that. Um, and again, get the understanding of this is my, this is my role. You know what I mean? Like, and, and I think that's another thing that a lot of people really need to take the time if they want to develop emotionally, personally, interpersonally, whatever, um, being able to take the time and sit in honest reflection on, um, how they impacted their situation. You know what I mean? Like, what is your ownership here? Like, because we all have ownership in our own circumstances, or we need to, to progress. Um, 
And so, yeah, that's, that's my take on the first one. So the next one, it says, people judge our actions. People criticize and judge our actions or feelings, ridiculing us or shaming us in the process. Someone might say, that sure was a foolish decision. And now, interestingly enough, I don't disagree with this one. Um, something that, you know, I, I feel like a few years ago, I used to be an extremely uh, judgmental and combative and aggressive person. Um, and I think most of that really came out in the workplace more than anything else. Um, but I mean, fuck, <laughs> like, I don't know how to say this. Like, I had a really weird dichotomy of both hiding within, you know what I mean? Like both hiding and being outward in my marriage. And so it was very, you know what I mean? Like the, the pendulum of that relationship was swinging from one extreme to another, um, I'm not going to say constantly, like just often enough that, you know, as I'm reading back through these things and having these dialogues about these um, facets that I'm really just taking inventory of the unhealthy patterns that both my ex and I were involved with within the parameters of that dynamic. Um, Obviously, I can't do anything about somebody else's fucking behaviors. Like, that's, thank you, Captain Obvious. But what I can do is see the role that I played. And I think that's something, you know, that ownership and accountability is so fucking important, you know, if you want to move forward. And at the same time, too, when it comes to, like, I guess trying to reframe that, one of the things, um, so... One of the things that has really helped me is having somebody come to me or come at me, whatever, with an opposing viewpoint and then giving me the reasoning why they have the opposing viewpoint that they have. And having, like I had, this is a work environment, but still it, it applies. This happened in a working environment pertaining to certain aspects of merchandising and it came from one of my former bosses and um just hearing the why behind his perspective on something that was different from mine like it completely changed my mindset on the topic at hand and it, it was definitely much needed food for thought like I'm sure this has happened in a personal way at some point or another but I can't really think of anything um offhand but um yeah like I, I don't know N nothing comes to mind um on the surface about like how I can apply this in a personal setting so like we may revisit this one if, if something pops up because you know the mind works the way it wants to work right Okay, and so the last one, it says, people non-verbally invalidate us by rolling their eyes dismissively. People will dismiss our truths by being impatient with us or non-verbally criticizing what we are saying and what is true for us. And so, like this one, there are so many ways, so many ways that we do this with others. And 
I think the thing that I have been most guilty of um, is that kind of pertains to that is getting stuck in what I would refer to as the communication loop. And that's where basically two people who are coming from a place of trauma are trying to communicate and neither one is listening and neither one is being heard. And so it's, it's one of those circumstances where you say the same thing over and over again to somebody and somehow you're magically expecting them to fucking receive your message. Um, and they do it to you as well. Um, yeah, like this is something I was guilty of this for so long, um, both in a professional and personal setting, except what I will say is this, um, I had at least before I got out of my marriage, I had at least gotten to the point where I could express, I do not understand what you're saying to me. Can you can you draw me a picture or can you, can you use different words? Because like, you know what I mean? Like it at least got to the point where in those circumstances, when they would arise, I could see my, like, I, I could at least see and own my inability to comprehend the point that was being made when it was trying to be made and, you know, try to seek differential communication than what I was receiving so I could better understand what the fuck was being said to me. Um, was this successful? Not most of the time. But um, usually it was met with impatience and frustration and again, like invalidating, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so like, I think the biggest takeaway for me is like, just talking about these things now reading through these concepts now and getting the firm understanding that I have so many things that I have to unlearn like there are so many behaviors that I have to unlearn because um like it's almost like I care like you know what I mean based on those experiences I carry with me a certain propensity for, um, like, I'm, I'm expecting that if, if, you know what I mean? And I think this is an area where I'm truly challenged is that because of my, you know, my most recent long-term experiences in seeking to have my needs met in the way that that was received and responded to. Like my knee jerk reaction when I'm, when I'm discussing this with somebody is like, I'm anticipating rejection. I'm anticipating being invalidated and I'm anticipating, um, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, because I have a need and I have to verbalize that need, um, I'm waiting to be discarded, you know, because while that's not exactly what was happening within the parameters of my marriage, um, what was happening, like, yes, there was invalidation and, um, there was a lot of dismissive behavior. Um, and so like I wasn't being rejected in a permanent sense, but more so in an emotional sense where, you know, I'm basically experiencing circumstances where I'm 
being made to feel stupid because I don't fucking understand somebody else's communication. Ironically, I was giving that behavior to other people that I was experiencing. So I was projecting, because I was receiving that, I was projecting that out um, to others that I was engaging with. And, you know, that's really shitty. <laughs> like, it's really shitty behavior to participate in. It's really shitty to receive, and it's also shitty to give. But I don't think a lot of people are capable of looking at their own behavior and understanding the what, you know, like the W's. The what, who, why, when, where, whatever, how, like all that shit. Like, I don't think a lot of people are really truly capable of taking the time to really dive deep into these things and ask, like, why am I like this? Where does this come from? How can I be better? Um, you know, like things to that effect. And so, like, for me, that's kind of the process that I'm going through right now. And I have been for the last few years is really trying to get to the root of the why um, so I can, you know, hopefully get over some of this shit, you know, um, like there is something truly fucking awful about um, having your, like, seriously, I'm not even joking. Like there is something truly awful about, you know, wanting to have a conversation, like seeking connection and expecting rejection from it. You know, to the point where your fight or flight response is activated and you have like a full fucking high speed come apart because of it. Um, these are the things that as I'm experiencing them, I think to myself like, wow, like, you know, what I mean? like I reflect honestly, like, and understand the damage that has been done, you know, and it's a twofold thing because realistically speaking, one of the other things that I'm starting to realize is that our marital wounds are our childhood wounds repackaged. You know, it's just sometimes it takes a while to get to the point where you can see it for what it is. And so, you know, it's like being... <laughs> understanding how deep the hurt goes and to what level. And then also at the same time, understanding that where this fear stems from is like that initial rejection you know or that initial dismissal that happened and like all of all of everything like fucking everything all all of it is 100% a reaction to that initial cause that happened you know however the fuck many years ago and that basically all you're doing is trying to unlearn behavior patterns that were developed very early on and it sounds so simple, but it's not, you know? And I think at the end of the day, for me personally, the biggest thing that I'm trying to do now is to, first of all, like, feel my feelings. Like, if something like that comes up, just sit in it, sit with it, embrace it. And then, you know, once, once it kind of calms down, you know, find ways to self-soothe and you know find ways to get the point across to myself that you know your life isn't being threatened right now your safety isn't being threatened right now despite what you're thinking and that's challenging like that's that's really fucking hard to do 
um, when you're in the throes of nervous system dysregulation, it's it's really hard to swing that pendulum back into balance. And so for me, and I can't speak for everybody, I'm only speaking for myself. Um, if this doesn't work for you, then don't fucking do it. Um, but for me, what I do is like, I just let it happen. You know what I mean? Like what, whatever the cause of that dysregulation is, like I allow myself to feel the feeling and I sit with it. Just, you know what I mean? Fucking sit with it. And then I don't try to calm it down. You know, um, sometimes I will seek outside validation. Most times I won't. Um, and then once everything's finished pouring out, because there's it's, it's time consuming, that's when I'll find something, you know, something soothing, something relaxing to kind of ground myself and bring myself back down to earth but um first i let the feeling come and i think the reason why is um i find comfort in knowing the why behind everything and when <laughs> when the emotions just kind of explode in that way um like eventually somewhere in that process there's a fucking light bulb moment you know like if I try to compartmentalize it or stuff it down like there's information that's missing there's developmental possibilities that are missing and as hard as it is to sit in that um, like I feel like that's the only way forward you know what I mean like I can't go around I can only go through um, yeah, it's the only way out is through. And so that's what we're doing is we're going through this shit. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much all I have on the topic of the emotional invalidation. Um, in the meantime, again, that book is In Sickness and in Health by David Hawkins, Ph.D., so if you want to check it out and read it for yourself, uh, please feel free. I found it to be very fascinating, and I'm sure I will be recording more episodes on, you know, what I'm reading within it as I get further in. So again, thanks everybody for tuning in, and as always, be well.